got a mic? Is it on? Okay. Go for it. Testing, testing. Praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, uh, I first of all want to commend Pastor Alfred. Uh, it was an honor and privilege to be baptized, you know, uh, by him. But, you know, what's more significant is by the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says that if we have not the Spirit of Christ, we don't belong to him. And that's stated in the book of Romans. Um, and Proverbs, uh, not Proverbs 3, 5, John 3, 5 states that except a man be born of the water and the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You must be born of the water and of the Spirit. Um, because, you know, which without holiness no man shall see the Lord. You must produce prolific fruit, love, peace. With, he who has not love has not God. You know, I can't, ta- I can't say I love you. Yet you're asking me for five dollars, and now nah, I'm cool, and I got a hundred dollars in my pocket. That's not love. God doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't commend that. Um, but uh, I want to thank God today because He has given me another day of life. I uh, I am unworthy. I'm not a. I'm not a man who was grown up in church. I uh, I failed God multiple times, and uh, He continued to extend His hand of mercy even when I didn't know Him. He was searching for me. I wasn't searching for him. He was searching for me. And I, I thank him for that because, you know, <laughs> I was searching things that hurt his heart, that pricked his heart. I was searching for drugs and women, women I didn't even know, drugs that left me in a, a banded van, left me in broken hotel rooms where I didn't know I was, where I was at because I was too high or too drugged up or too drunk off alcohol. And I always had this, this, this critical, this, this scary feeling of, you know, of, uh, I, I was abandoned. My, my, I, I, my dad was there physically, but he was away spiritually and emotionally. We had no connectivity. We weren't compatible. And, uh, you know, God cares for the fatherless. I, I know you may have a father physically, but if he's not there for you spiritually and emotionally, you don't have a father. And I know how critical that can be. How they continue to uh, 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 put regulations on you. And they, they have a log in their eye, but they can't seem to take out uh, the forest in their own eye. I know the Bible says a, a speck in the brother's eye and a log in your own. But sometimes people are so hypocritical, you don't have a log. You have a whole forest in your eye. Um, and, you know, although you may have a father there physically, a mother there uh, physically, but if they're not there for you at your basketball games, they're not there for you. And they don't have work. If they're not there for you for your basketball games or for church or, or when you get married, I honestly can say you don't have a father or a mother here on earth. Because a father cares for you. He puts you into this world. This mother brought you into this world. Best believe they're going to take care of you if they love you. Don't know mother that says they, they love you and then they're not there for you talking about oh yeah i love you this and this and that but they you know they don't care for the child that's your seed father that's your seed and for you not to care for your son you're worse than an unbeliever the bible tells me i don't i I, honestly i have no pity for fathers like that i'm sorry to say it i'm sorry to say it but how can you bring something into this world and not care for it How can you bring something into this world and not have pity upon what you did? Sorry if I'm coming with a bang or if I'm startling you. I just got a lot of stuff inside of me. Uh, The Bible says that Jesus spoke with authority. I don't believe I should come up here with timidity talking like a little baby. Because Jesus talked like a real man. Every time you heard him speak, boom, you heard power. You felt power, raw power. Best believe. Um, 
And, 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 and you know, and sometimes, every time I come up here, I, I do, I admit, I get a little timid, but I shouldn't allow that to get to me because greater he that is in me than he that is in the world. It is not I who lives, but it's Christ living in me. And sometimes I come up here with my legs shaking a little bit, but when I'm weak, he's strong because I'm humble. I'm submitted to his authority and his power. The more I'm full of myself, the less I am of him. I need to be less of myself to be full of him. And you wonder why you can't love others like Christ loved the church. You wonder why you can't uh, love your wife. You wonder why you can't love your husband because you're full of yourself. See, your wife, your husband is not the problem. It's you. You're the problem. It's you. It's your thoughts. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Out of the abundance of a heart, a man speaks. Your woman's not the problem. Your man's not the problem because the, the different man can take that same woman you call the nobody. Oh, I, I'm not even talking to you guys. You guys, you, 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 I, I need some help here. I mean, are you guys listening to me? Rather, I say, are you listening to Christ? Because I come up here not trying to speak what I want to speak. But I'm enabling Christ to speak. Because it's not I who live, but it's Christ living in me. And if you're neglecting this word, which is God's word, you're not neglecting me or rejecting this word, but God's word. And woe be unto them. Woe be unto them. Because this can change your life. God didn't choose flattery. God did not choose good looks. God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God chose the foolishness of preaching to change your life. Not therapy. Not yoga, not secular counsel. God chose this because that same word spoke you into existence. And that same word can get you out of your situation if you submit to it. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Well, now let us get into God's word. I'm sorry. Something came over me. I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. It's like the Bible says. Can't sing. Okay, um, if you guys may stand in reverence to God, I would, lo- I would love for you guys to turn to your Bibles uh, in Mark chapter 14, verse 62 through 72. We're going to do a little bit of reading, but that's all right. Um, it's better than watching TV, I assure you that. It's better than looking at them dirty books, I'll tell you that. I get an amen, right? Because the engrafted word of God can save your soul. Not your woman, not your husband. But it's Mark uh, chapter 14, verse 62 through 72. And I have King James Version. I don't normally read through this. Uh, Everybody got NIVs and NOTs and um, everything else. But got to work with what you got. Um, And Jesus said, I am. And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes and saith, What need we any further witnesses? Ye have heard the blasphemy. What think ye? And, the all, and they all condemned him to be guilty of death. Keep in mind, he's righteous. He didn't do anything to deserve death. And some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to buffet, buffet him and to say unto him, Prophesy. And the servants did strike him with the palms of their hands. And as Peter was beneath in the palace, there cometh one of the maids of the high priest. And when she saw Peter warming himself, 
She looked upon him and said, And thou also wast with Jesus of Nazareth. You know, I find funny when God's doing everything he can to choose you, you're over there warming yourself up. Doing everything, being all comfy in your comfort zone. And Peter was beneath, and, oh, I already read that. Um, 68, <laughs> thank you, sister. But he denied, saying, I know not, neither understand I what thou sayest. And he went out into the porch, and the cock crew. And a maid saw him again and began to say them that stood by, this is one of them. And he denied it again. And a little after they said, that they stood by said again to Peter, surely thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean, and thy speech agreeth thereto. But he began to curse and to swear, saying, I, don't, I know not this man of whom ye speak. And the second time the cock crew and Peter called, to mind the word that Jesus said to him before the cock crew twice thou shalt deny me thrice and when he thought thereon he wept now if you can turn to Mark sixteen seven. Um, now when you have it may you please say amen. amen and it reads as follows but go your way tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you in Galilee there shall ye see him, as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the uh, sepulchre. I cannot pronounce that. Um, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Um, now you may, put, you may have your seat. Now, uh, okay. What are you guys waiting for? For the what? You guys really hungry or what? <laughs> Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. See, um, you can go to church all you want. You could uh, attend seminars. You can be the greatest theologian to ever live. But if you don't hunger for God, he won't satisfy you. We got a generation nowadays hungry for Vegas. We got a generation that are hungry to hit the slots. We got a generation that's thirsty for alcohol. We got a generation that's hungry for everything else but God because they are not enlightened to what love is. The Bible says that love is God and God is love. And, and, uh, and see, people have misguided information in regards to what love is. Many people believe that love is getting busy at night. Many people believe that love is a blunt. Many people believe that love is an injection of some drug that temporarily medicates your pain but ceases to heal your sorrows and your crises and your dilemmas. I find it funny about this generation because seldom do we go to the doctor to be healed and we'd rather medicate our pain and eventually it will pop up before your face and you'll realize that you're sick. 
And you've gone through life blinded, manipulated into believing that you're not sick simply because you're a homosexual, simply because you, um, you, you drinks, because you hate other people. And what people do is they use a scale of ev- more evil people to justify their sin. Oh, at least I don't rape children. At least I don't do this. At least I don't murder. But I assure you that if you've broken one part of the law, you've broken it all. The Bible says that if you say to your brother, Raka, which is an Aramaic word, also translated into English, means fool. If I tell somebody that he's a fool, I'm in risk of being brought before trial. So there's none righteous. And, and, and it, it, it deeply, deeply grieves me that people, kids at the age of 10 years old already got weed on their lips. It brings sorrow to my heart that kids at 13 are already smoking meth, cuckoo in their brain because they were not taught the ways of the Lord. But I, say, I see in the Bible it says me and my house should serve the Lord. I don't care if you don't want to serve the Lord. I don't care if you're high right now. In the name of Jesus, my whole household should be converted. In the, in the name of Jesus. Not because um, I used this last time because Brother Rob's good looking. <laughs> Not because I got money, but because of God. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And I find it funny about men because they won't submit to the name of Jesus. There are more people, there are more demons that submit to the name of Jesus than men. Because every time I say that name, you better submit. Because God created you. And he can do away with you as well. And he will have his time. The devil will have his time. Keep reminding me about my past. I'll remind you of your future. And... See, to truly become and authentically become enlightened to God's love, we first must acknowledge that we're sinners. We must first acknowledge that we're sinners because the Bible says that he who has been forgiven much loves much. And if there's nothing to forgive you of, where will your love come from? You don't love God simply because um, he blesses you with the car. That's, not, that's just a blessing. He took you out of a debt. That you couldn't repay with yourself. You couldn't compensate because you were in a debt of sin. And no matter how well you worked or how great your ethics were or how great your morals were, I assure you that one day in your life you at least looked at a woman one time wrong or you thought of killing your brother or if you thought of killing your father or you just committed sins and you're, you, you should deserve damnation. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's where your love comes from. Because Jesus died for the sins of man that you may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible also tells me that he came to give life and it more abundantly. But the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And the enemy had you at the palm of his hand until God snatched you out of his hand. That's where your love comes from, baby. That's where your love comes from. Your love doesn't come from God because he blessed you with the car. Because he blessed you with the woman. What's a car? What's a woman? What's a man? A man and a woman is in the likeness of God. And until you have God, your relationship with your man or woman will never succeed or reach its apex. Your car is going to continue to break down. 
I'm telling you like it is. I've seen many people try to run away and ride away from God. He snatched everything out of their hand because he giveth and he taketh away. He's a jealous God. He's jealous for your soul. He's jealous for your soul. And if it means you being led astray, he's going to take it away from you. What kind of good father does not chastise or discipline his children? You spare the rod, you spoil the child. Call me old-fashioned, but when I have a kid, I'm not going to spare that rod. I'm not. He's going to be brought up in the ways of the Lord. Ain't no gang-manging dude going to be bringing away my child. No way. No way. Because I, I, I know I don't have a child, but I know if I do, I would love him far too much for me to just give him up. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He loves you that much. And the more you love God, the more you hate sin. The, more you, the less you believe God loves you, the more you love sin. Because it's not that we love God, but he first loved us. That's why we love him, because he loved us at the cross. He loved us at the cross. He stretched his arms this wide to show you how much he loved you. Ready to embrace you once he resurrected. And all you have to do is believe and accept him. All you have to do is believe and accept him. I, 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 don't, I don't care how well you kept the law. I don't care how many uh, lambs you have sacrificed. If you don't accept Christ, you're not going to make it to heaven because no one cometh to the Father but by him. No one cometh to the Father but by him. I say it again. I'll say it a thousand times until it sinks into your puny brain. No one, he, no one comes unto the Father but by him because he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Can I, can I get some feedback, somebody? You didn't come into some Muslim church. You didn't come into some Catholic church. You didn't come up to in some Mormon church. You came into a church where God is dwelling because if any two or three gather, there he is in the midst. Amen, amen, somebody. And see, without Christ, your life is in vain. Vanity, vanity, says the teacher. Always vanity. Because King Solomon was led astray by his 700 wives and 300 concubines. You think you were a player back in the day? I beg to differ. See, he, he had uh, foreign wives and foreign concubines and was led astray. And that was written in the book of Ecclesiastes when it said, Vanity, vanity, says the teacher, because he has led astray because of these women. And he had the acknowledgement of God. And he had the wisdom of God, and he knew that without God in his life, his life was but a vapor. His life is void because if you don't have God, you don't have life because he came to give it life in a more abundantly. If you don't have God, you don't have love. If you don't have God, you don't have life. If you don't have God, your life is in vain. Can I get an amen, somebody? Am I talking to a dead church or am I talking to a live church? And so... And, and, and so the, he was led astray because he allowed, he, he didn't submit to God. Because you, like I said before, and I'll say it again, if you're full of yourself, you can't be full of him. He's a jealous God. He loves you very much. The Bible says, um, I'm going to read it from the passage. Uh, in the book of Romans, it says, as it, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not even one. There is no one that understandeth. There is no one that seeketh God. They all are gone out of way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is it open. 
there's that word again. I don't know how to pronounce that. With her tongues, they, they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips. Mouthful of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Do you fall under that category or have you fallen under that category? I assure you, you have. Because the Bible doesn't lie nor does it contradict itself. So the Bible says there is none righteous. So you're in a debt, honey. And you need someone to bring you out of that debt. You need someone to bring you out of the debt. If I, am I talking to somebody tonight? Am I talking to somebody tonight? Or do you want to see people with their talents? You want to see people with their talents? Because there's a great deal of pressure on the men of God to keep entertaining people. And unless people are entertained, they can't sit two minutes in his presence because they don't got no relationship with God. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell it like it is or do you want to be pampered? I call it tough love. I call it tough love. I call it tough love. What do you call it? I don't call it condemnation. Because if it was condemnation, I'll be giving you 39 minus 1 on your back. And for you that don't know what that is, that's lashes. That's what the Pharisees did to Jesus. He was bled. He had nails stuck in his wrists and his feet. Got beat. His beard pulled. Spit on so that you may have life. Any more abundantly. He didn't just come so that you may be saved. He came so that you may be saved and blessed beyond measure. And many people follow the enemy and it, it, it riddles me and perplexes me. Because all he comes to do is destroy your family. All he comes to do is destroy your family. He don't love you. He hates you. He has not one ounce of love for you. And he's leading you astray by entertainment and sex and money and drugs. And fame and glory and pride. And God came so that you may know what love is. Woo. He came so that you may know what love is. And many people believe that love is sex in a broken hotel, that love is an injection in your arm, but you got it wrong. The enemy comes and manipulates you. He was a liar from the beginning. He was a liar and he will always lie. He will tell you that you're nothing. He will tell you that you cannot amount to anything. But God told me, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. When men see nothing in me, God picked me up and said, you're somebody, son. He's a father to the fatherless. He cares for the widows. cares for you. He cares for you with an everlasting love. With an ever-ending love. With an unseasoned and unfailing love. Why do you turn your back on him? Why do you turn your back on him, son of man? The enemy just wants to destroy you, but God cares to give you life. So that he may embrace you and he will wipe every tear from your eyes. There will be no more mourning, no more suffering. 
has passed away. I want to be there one day. I want to be there one day where there's no more pain. There's no more suffering. And I get to see my creator. Here, look at Thomas. The nails are in my wrist. Sometimes we don't believe God because we don't have it our way. Sometimes we don't believe God because our God got rebuilt because the rent is short. But David told me I was young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his son begging for bread. God will always supply you. But sometimes we rely on ourselves to supply our own needs and don't wait for the Father. And I assure you that you will only come and accumulate crumbs when he has a feast for you. You go ahead and be that dog that finds the crumbs from the master's table. I'm eating the children's bread. Hallelujah. First Peter says, And beside this, giving all diligence add to your faith virtue, and your fir- virtue knowledge, and knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity, which is another word for love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off. Had forgot, he hath forgotten he was purged from his old sins. See, when you have unproductive fruit in your life, you forgot that you were forgiven of your sins. Because the Bible says, he who has been forgiven much loves much. When I was in the juvenile hall, I was was taking cold showers. I was eating food that I would feed to my dog if I had one. But when I got out, I was so appreciated over a warm shower. When my dad was trying to lavish me with money and everybody was trying to see me, I was just cozy in a warm shower because I did all my life with and finally was without. And then when I received it again, I appreciated it. And sometimes that's how us children of God are. We get forgiven. We get redeemed. But sometimes we forget our maker and have forgotten that our sins have been purchased on account of his blood. That's why we live unproductive lives. That's why we can't love our wife. That's why we can't love our husband. That's why we can't give to our children. Because if your relationship with God is not good, nor will any of your other relationships in your life. If your relationship with God is not at its apex, you and your wife will not succeed. Because you need God at the center of your God did not call us to a life of convenience. God called us to a life of love. And until you experience his love, honey, you will live in vain. And he's always with open arms ready to accept you and embrace you and kiss you. But we run away. It's not him. And it's not the devil. It's you. We blame everything on the devil. But the devil's outside in the window with his face 
Why are you guys blaming everything on me, all crying and whatnot? <laughs> I heard that joke from my, my cousin Celeste, her, her, uh, her dad, which is my uncle. He's like, everything, everybody blames everything on, on the devil. Is it, and, it, and then, and then one, one guy goes outside the church. Devil, why are you crying? Everybody's blaming everything on me. Ah, <laughs> uh, get the hint, Satan. Oh, that's a funny little joke. And another thing, I want, I want, I mean, I want to stay up the spirit, man. Uh, I listened to a preaching one time. And oh my gosh, this is funny. I, I'm sure you guys heard of this preacher. His name is Creflo Dollar. And he said, he said, church people are so spiritual that they become unspiritual and they start making up spirits that are hindering them. Oh, the spirit of it was supposed to turn green when it was red. Uh, the spirit of, dang, these prices are too high. And the devils are looking in hell. Where that spirit at? Where that spirit at? Do you know that spirit? <laughs> that is funny, boy, I tell you. <laughs> I don't know that spirit. You know that spirit? Oh, yeah, that's related to you, huh? Oh, my gosh, man. You know, some church people are so, man. And the thing about church people, they never tell the truth. And I heard another preacher that says, yeah, I know you got beat with a bat, but you haven't got beat until you got beat with the Bible. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. And they start throwing at you, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But tell me what I can do. Tell me what I can do. Am I taking too long, anybody? And again, I said, church folk never tell the truth. Are you telling the truth or not? Oh my gosh. This thing won't stay put. But I'll never forget what God done for me. I'll never forget what God done for me. He took me out of my clay. He took me out of hell when I didn't deserve him. When everybody else had forsaken me and abandoned me, God stood there right there beside me. And I'll tell you what the enemy tries to do. If you don't get in this word, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And if you don't get into the word, you ain't got faith. And if you ain't got faith, the enemy will come and masquerade himself as Christ. And the thing that God is speaking to you, he will say it's the devil. And the thing that the devil is speaking to you will say it's God. That's what the enemy does. And you wonder why you ain't got faith. You wonder why you can't produce fruit. Because this is a seed. This is a seed. And without the seed in you, and without the water, the everlasting water, which was hidden by Moses at the rock, the rock was Christ, and he sprang forth water. I have water, and I have food that you know not of, and that's doing the will of my Father. And the will of the Father is getting into this word. He, this is a seed. And that's why some of us have dry seasons, because we don't have seeds in us. We don't have seeds of greatness, of provision, of promises, of blessings, of, uh, of dispensations. And we, we're expecting for something to be produced of our own effort. I tell you, if you get into this Bible, you get into prayer, love will just spring forth like it's something that you don't even attempt. It just comes forth because you have an established relationship with Christ. have an established relationship with Christ that if, I, if, 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 if a man loves a woman and if a woman loves a man he's going to do the things that please him 
or please her. If I love God, I'm going to get into his word because this is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Without air, I will die. And like I said, some of us forget of the things that God has done for us. I'm not condemning you. I'm not bashing you, nor am I shaming you. But I'm just telling you, some of us forget the things that God had done for us. I will never forget what God has done for me. When I was drunk and out of my mind, God stood there right there beside me. When I came close to death, God was right there. When I was doing a drug transaction, God was there. When I had no hope, when handcuffs behind my back, God was there. God was always there. God was there when my father beat me. God was there when my mother chose crack over me. God was always there. God was there when my mother died right before my very eyes with blood out of her mouth. God's always there, and sometimes it's the thing that you don't want. Sometimes it's the thing that you want, don't want. Peter didn't want Christ to go to the cross. But without him going to the cross, where would we be? Amen. See, the thing that you think that's not good for your life is what God intended. And if you don't get into this word, honey, you won't even know what God wants for you. Am I preaching too hard or what? I won't forget the things God done for me. Neither should you. Because you become so accustomed and convenient of this life and you forget that your sins have been forgiven and eventually your love dissipates for God. God is love. God is truth. And who they who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You must admit that you're a sinner. Because if you claim you have no sin, you have not the truth. And the word of God has no place in your life. The word of God has no place in your life if you don't believe you're a sinner. You're a sinner. I'm a sinner. And I've been purchased by his blood. I've been redeemed by his blood. They should have been spitting on me. They should have stoned me. They should have whipped me. But God did it for me. God did it for me. No woman would do that for me. Even if she did go to the cross, she ain't God in the flesh. Her blood ain't pure. He's the only one without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Hallelujah. Can I get some feedback, somebody? And that's where your love comes from. Is knowing that God loves you. Is knowing that God loves you. And I, I, I'm, I'm deeply fascinated and grieved that so many Christians don't believe God loves them. And they're so timid and scared to go be to, to his throne of grace boldly. They're too scared to go to his throne of grace. That's why you're not living in abundance. That's why you have not, because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask selfishly, the book of James tells us. You shouldn't be scared to go before his throne. He loves you with a never-ending love. He didn't go to the cross so that you may come to him and he's going to point out every flaw. In fact, when you accept him, you have no more flaws because the blood is now lavished on you. We're saved by his blood. We're saved by his blood. We're saved by his blood. Can you guys give me an explanation of anything else contrary to the blood that can save you? There isn't. There isn't. We're saved by his grace. We're saved by his grace. And if you guys believe it, you guys would be rejoicing right about now. 
You guys would be rejoicing right about now. The only reason why you wouldn't rejoice is because you haven't experienced God. You haven't experienced God. That's why you can't rejoice because you can't rejoice in what you don't believe or what you can't see. I don't rejoice in the car I don't have. I don't rejoice in a, in a car that someone promised to me and I know they're a, a fat liar. Come on. You're pulling my leg here. God said you're forgiven if you confess with your mouth and he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins. All of them, single one of them. As far as the east is from the west, so as far as he removes our transgressions from us. As far as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. Oh, my gosh. have so much in me. Gotta let it out. I, I gotta pray. I gotta pray. I gotta pray. Woo! I tell you, what a joy that I have, baby. No one can give it. No one can take it away. Because I believe that. And when he said, I love you with the never-lending love, I accept it. I believe it. I conceive it. And I produced it. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Being a Christian ain't boring. Being a Christian ain't boring. Woo, I can have fun in this hot place with a bunch of faces that probably think I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, I have fun talking in a microphone. Because blessed are the feet who bring the good news. And the good news is you can have every sin forgiven. And there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. God, God was moving through me, uh, and I kind of got off topic, but the reason why those scriptures were chosen was because, and I'm coming to a close, was because Peter had cursed Jesus, cursed him with everything that was in him. Uh, he, he denied to even know Christ. Yeah, I know, I know you commit sins, but I, it's hard for me to believe that you cursed Christ. That's, that's, that's something that, whew. Wow, but that can be forgiven as well, because when, when, how many of you know when an angel comes and tells you something or brings the good news, he's a mediator that God speaks into him and he speaks to man. How many of you know that? Because they're servants, swift as the wind. If you guys would read your Bible, you guys would know that these are actually the words of God coming out, proceeding out of the angel's lips. They're servants. We're children. How many of you are blessed to know that? We're, we're children. They're servants. Did he make them in his likeness and his image? No. But the angel told, I believe it was Mary, said, go tell all the other apostles, and this is in a few chapters over, after Peter had denied and cursed Christ, go tell all the other apostles. And Peter. And Peter. So what he's doing today is knocking at your heart. Yeah, I care about all the other children. But I want to know you at a personal level. Go tell Peter. It doesn't matter how far you've fallen. It don't matter how far you've fallen or what sin you've committed. It don't matter if you slept with a woman last night or you rub it on some devils. It don't matter if you're drinking your life away. It don't matter if you're smoking. God can forgive you and he wants to forgive you. 
If it were not so, he would have not told you so. Is God a liar? I don't think so. God wants to forgive us of all our sins. Now, all we must do is just submit, accept his provision, accept his love. Believe he loves you. Believe he loves you because the enemy will try and try to manipulate you into believing God doesn't love you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And I'll say it so many times because that sounds so cliche to Christians because we hear it all the time. But until you experience it, you will start, you will start seeing grace and love and you don't want to go back to sin. You won't go back to sin. Because when you have an established relationship with Christ, you who love the Lord, hate the evil thing, it won't come to you difficult. It's something that is so hard for you not to produce. In fact, I tried going back to the world. I couldn't. Because he who has died to sin, how can he continue to live in it? God, is a, God had chosen me. He accepted me in the midst of my sin. In the midst of my sin. He said, I don't condemn you. I don't condemn you. And don't let these religious, legalistic, regulational church folks condemn you. Because Jesus calls the things that are not as though they were. And if you're not saved, if you're not living a holy life, he calls you as though you were. Stand on his promise. Because his word will never come back void. His word will never come back void. And he's calling. He knocks at your door to see if you answer. But will you let him in? Will you let him in? Will you let him in? Not your religion. Because that stuff can't save you. That's rubbish. That's dung. That's nothing. Because religion is man searching for God. Christianity is God searching for man. He's searching for you. But will you answer the call? Would you drop the phone for a few minutes with your hubby, with your wife, with your best friend to pick up the phone for Jesus? Allow him to tell you he loves you. He loves you. And don't let the enemy tell you not. In Jesus' name, I, inv uh, I invite Brother Alfred up. Um, if you guys want.